Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is January 2nd. Wow. 20. Don't say 20, it. God. 2020. I hate it. On a Thursday. Club going up on a Thursday. I guess. So many bad rapper lines, rhymes coming this year about having 2020 vision. Yeah. Yeah. It's a um, new year. I got 2020 vision. Something, hey, you know, something like that. Um, Matt, well, how was your New Year's? It was great. Um, during the day, so, I, so we just got back from Daytona, Florida. Um, yes. you're not you're not gonna like <clears throat> what I'm about to bring up here. Um, but we went to a dog track. However, yeah. this part you will like. It's 50 Cent Beer Day. The dog track. Right. So, Even that, I'm like, you know. Enjoyed that for three hours, and uh, after that, we just kept it rolling from there. So uh, I, I had myself a nice little New Year's Eve. Um, my hot take? Yes. Beer's just, like, uh, fine. Mm, I see. I don't have that <laughs> thought. So <laughs> beer? Incredible. <laughs> yeah. It could be so, free beer, yeah. and you're not going to get me to a dog track, unless it's with, like, mm. a net, and I'm just capturing dogs, shuffling them <laughs> Into a truck and then leaving the track with them in my care and security. You would be a hit. <laughs> no, I'd be the I'd be that guy. I was, you know, I'm notoriously that person. You um, see Will Hunter on the Daytona News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, enjoy that because it's illegal uh, pretty soon, isn't it? Yeah, we got our money's worth. Yeah, is it, I think it might be illegal now. It's yeah, so it's it's gonna become illegal in a few months. Okay, I, I don't know the exact date. I just know that that was our last time. Oh yeah, uh, at a dog race, unless unless I just stumble across like a black market basement <laughs> production somewhere. So if anyone's got some tips, um, I am all ears. So I am not above that. I want to make that clear. Not above that. Yeah, so. I'm I'm sure there will be off the radar dog racing. Although I guess it's tougher than some other more brutal animal sports that you can do in a small area. You kind of need a big mm-hmm. space to race great. Yeah. Homes. I'm, I'm going to need <laughs> uh, someone of wealth uh, yeah. with a large basement to, to do this or, or small basement, small dogs. Yeah. Do, oh, like, that would dogs. be cute. That'd be great. It'd be a Just good time. A, a little chihuahua thing where they're running yeah. around. Sure. Why That'd not? That'd be good. As long as there's no like big stakes and we're not injecting the dogs with steroids and no, doing no, terrible no. things. You know, they do like corgi races and stuff. Like that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Just that's like milk silly. bones. Yeah, that's the only thing we're gonna fuel them with. Water and yeah, milk bones. That's exactly. it. Exactly. I'm good with that. So Just, am I. Yeah, let's not um inject dogs and in, in... you know what, we're not gonna do this. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. gonna... How was your New Year's Eve, Will? <laughs> it was great. My wife worked uh, an oh, overnight okay. shift. And I watched The Force Awakens. Okay, nice. I Sounds did, like an afternoon. I did flip on my local Fox affiliate for long enough to see Rob, Gron- Rob Gronkowski spike a Steve Harvey model head made of Legos mm. yes. uh, into the ground. Yes. And then I just thought, you know what? Times Square on New Year's Eve, probably one of the worst places and times on earth. You've got to be a literal, and I'm not not a figurative, a literal <laughs> psychopath yes. to willingly go to Times Square New Year's Eve, right? Like, there, there's, I'm I'm very open to a lot of lifestyles. Sure, that is one I just cannot wrap my head around or get behind. Is yeah. people that willingly go to Times Square for hours and hours <laughs> on end 
to go see a ball drop. They pee their pants. They sure do. They don't eat either. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, and you know what blows my mind is like they're all gone in like ten minutes. Like they did like a crouch out of Times Square like 10, 15 minutes after the ball drop. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, was, it looked like a random Tuesday night, like just random stragglers. Like, Matt, I, if I'm there, I'm there at least until like the 4th of January. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Um, Times Square, New York, pretty mm-hmm. busy area during Is the day. Is it now? Yes. Oh, okay. And All right. having it cleared out and cleaned in an appropriate time for the morning when mm. business is open and tourists and shoppers and People are spending money and helping the local economy of New York. That's a pretty mm. big priority. So yeah, it's like it's over. Get the hell out. We're cleaning this. So okay, sweet. my workaround is just don't do it. My workaround <laughs> is cancel the whole thing. We're we're, we're all going to live. Almost everyone in the world has a clock. We we can figure out midnight. Play whatever music you want on your own speaker. Cue looks- up old. American Idol clips to get your Ryan Seacrest fix. I yes. mean, yeah, just 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 don't do it. It's become like. Human adult humans who don't need to wearing diapers has become mm-hmm. almost a cliche that it's like, hey, you got your diaper on. <laughs> this is normal. Uh, <laughs> wearing big diapers. I'm an adult with full control of my urinary and bowels. Like, I don't need a diaper, but I got a diaper on so I can yep. stand in the middle of the street and watch a ball drop and get covered in confetti and not have fun and. I just, it seems like the worst, most you go awful next year? thing. Yeah. Let, let, let's go next year. Let's do a recording in Times Square next year. I'm going to go and mm-hmm. not have a diaper. I'm just going to pee on people. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Just, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the diaper's just in the way of things. Just walk around. Anyone seen a bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was a long intro. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> wow. Hmm. I guess it's appropriate. It's a new year. It's a new decade. We're we're starting off with a fresh slate. We're rebranding the show. We're just gonna do pop culture and hot, yeah. uh, hot takes we're, on holidays. We're just gonna riff on holidays. Yeah, yeah just gonna bank riff. holidays. That's <laughs> that's all we do. Uh, no, this is locked on Spartans. My name is Will Hunter. That's Matt Sheehan. Thanks Yellow. so much for joining us. Uh, if this is your first time. Listening to the show and you're like, where's the Michigan State talk? Give us 20 more minutes and uh, we'll, we'll start dipping our toes into that. I don't blame you. Um, yeah. We're going to get to it. That. We're going to talk about Michigan State basketball. They are taking on the Illinois Fighting Illini at the Breslin Center uh, tonight, Thursday night. Um, I don't it's know an alumni time. game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's own alumni game. Are you going? I'm No, I'm I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I would love to. However, with work in the morning and whatnot. And and, and I went to the Duke game, too. And, uh, I feel like I should stay away from Breslin for, for a little bit. I am going to the Wisconsin game, though, in two <laughs> weeks. So I'm excited for them to lose by 20 to the Badgers um, in a few weeks here. Excellent. Um, so we're going to talk about it. We will you know, look at some key stats, uh, how these two teams match up, talk about some players. Uh, places Michigan State has an advantage, places uh, we got to be a little bit cautious about. Uh, interesting Illinois team this year. They're 9-4, uh, they're and four, but I don't. have you seen them play much? I've seen them a few times. They're they're pretty good. They have a yeah, lot of... I've, I've seen them in, in spurts, like a few minutes here, a few minutes there. I really haven't like seen a whole game from them, but yeah, um, yeah. enough to know what they're all about. Or yeah, they, maybe they, I don't, I don't know. They have a number of really good basketball players. Uh, they are... 
I don't a, a, a late meltdown against Maryland away, mm-hmm. uh, and and really the same thing against Miami. They they should have beat Miami at home. Like that's a bad loss. Yep. And then they just lost to Missouri on the neutral court. Like three really close losses. Um, but you know, thing goes uh, a bounce yeah. this way that way. They could be uh, a, a ten and what is that? Or ten and three, eleven and two team undefeated in the Big Ten and ranked with some quality wins. They beat Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. Lost to Maryland by one on the road, so that's their second best win. Though is a one point <laughs> is loss. a one point like, loss. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really all they it have. Really I is. mean, they 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 lost to Arizona, they lost to Miami, they lost to Maryland, they lost to Missouri. All their other wins outside of Michigan are bad teams. Yeah, beat um, Nickel State in overtime though. I mean, no one, yeah. no one yeah. faces Nickel State. They, they sort of and walks away with an automatic <laughs> W. No one. They have a bunch of really good players. They're just not there yet. Um, oh, so it's Illinois. Okay. So it's Illinois. Gotcha. Yeah, All right, it's good. Illinois. They're led by a, a bunch of young dudes, really. Um, and we can, let me look at our time here. Yeah, let's let's do this. We'll do an overview on them, and then we'll get into some of the specific guys uh, in the next segment. But they're 43rd on Ken, in Ken Palm, adjusted efficiency, 43rd in the country, number 34 offense, number 54 defense, uh, 180 in adjusted tempo, which is... Uh, a little bit different for them. Uh, last year, they were 52nd, 81st the year before that. Um, so Brad Underwood, uh, we remember his Stephen F. Austin teams and obviously his mm-hmm. Illinois teams. They press, they go crazy, they're running, they are hectic. It's chaos, right? I hate it, yes. It's a I little... love watching it, not when my team's playing <laughs> against it, though. It's it's a little different this year. They're, they're playing much slower, and as I'll sh- tell you in a little bit, they're not turning teams over nearly at the rate they're used to. Like, it's it's astonishing. Yeah, and but so, you don't have to be one of those teams to uh, make MSU cough up the ball, as we know now. Michigan but. State is the 66th best team in the country at not turning it over. So you're wrong. They're, that they're, is incredibly hard to believe. <laughs> that is, I, I just outright re- refuse to believe that. <laughs> they're the number 66 team in turnover percentage on offense. Michigan State takes care of the ball pretty well on offense. So not, No, not my Michigan State. That's... <laughs> Don't let facts get in the way of your feelings. I won't. I never have. So, perfect. <laughs> so, it's, it's, a, it's a different Illinois team uh, in terms of style. They're still going to press a little bit. They're still going to do some of that stuff and be aggressive at times. Um, but it's not nearly as all out as it used to be. Um, or, or I guess I should say as we're used to it being. And maybe uh, in conference play, they kind of turn it back up, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. they only turned over Michigan uh, eight times. That's, a, a, you know, not a lot. Uh, they turned over Maryland 11 times, and there was a lot of possessions in that game. So, like, two really low turnover numbers for them. So even in conference games where maybe, you know, you don't show your entire hand against the Citadel, you know, against Maryland and Michigan, they weren't getting after it like they usually do. So that's the first thing I think we'll notice is they're a little bit less insane than years past, which really uh, surprised me when I was looking over their numbers. Well, that'll help the the viewing experience tomorrow, at the very least. I I know there's a lot more to the game than that, but uh, yeah. You know what? That puts me at ease. (laughs) Michigan State's going to turn it over 27 times tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> but hey. <I>, oh, well. <laughs> Let's uh, put a cork in it for a second here. 
Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, four factors. Um, you know, what is Illinois good at? Why are they a good team? And what are they maybe struggling with? We'll do that here in just a second. All right, we are back. Um, let's talk about some four factors here, Matt. So, <sighs> Okay, I am perspiring right now. All right. <laughs> there's some... There's some concerning things. I'm um, looking at a big number right now, Will, and I don't like it one bit. I know. We'll get to it. Uh, okay. So four factors, effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, offensive rebounding percentage, and free throw rate. Uh, those four numbers play a huge role in determining who wins basketball games. Uh, so Illinois on offense, number 87 in effective field goal percentage. Um, that's pretty much because they have a really tall guy who makes all the shots. <laughs> Is that one of Coffee Cockburn? Is that who we're talking about? Coburn. Coffee Cockburn? It's spelled Cockburn. It's pronounced Coburn. I see a CK in the middle. <laughs> is Coffee Cockburn. Yes. Uh, Kofi is seven feet tall, 290 pound freshman. Um, is an absolute monster. Like, yeah. just, just a monster. And we're going to talk about him, him plenty. Uh, they do turn it over uh, a lot. 267th in turnover percentage on offense. They do not take care of the ball. Michigan State's not a team that forces turnovers really at all, so that could be a wash. Here's the number, Matt. Okay. Illinois is the third best offensive rebounding team in the country. They offensive rebound at a 40% clip. Oh, I know they do. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it great? Oh, I cannot wait for tomorrow. It's just going to be fantastic. Now, I will say Michigan State is the number 28 defensive rebounding team in terms of percentage. So That takes the edge off. Okay, it's, right. it's strength against strength for sure. But yeah, Kofi Coburn is the number nine offensive rebounder in the country by percentage. Um, Georgie, I am so bad uh, at saying his name. Good luck with this yeah. one. Yeah, no, I, I, he's a sophomore. I've, I've said his name 10 times in my life. Bashan Shavili. Bashana Shavili, I think is That's it is. closer than I've ever gotten. Bashana so Shavili. Congrat- I would like to congratulate you for getting somewhat close. <laughs> He's their stretch four. He's a really good player. He gave uh, Michigan State some fits last year. He is a really good offensive rebounder. Alan Griffin is another one who's a really good offensive rebounder. They have a number of guys who really get after it on the offensive glass. So they're the mm-hmm. third best offensive rebounding team in the country at Illinois. Michigan State's going to be, you know, they're a better team, but we know how it is playing there. It's, I don't know, is that one of, like, your least favorite places to play? It, you see, okay, it used to be, like, in the early, mid-2000s. Sure, yeah, but it was, then it was it, impossible. It, yeah, and it transition to Mackey Arena. Like, now now <laughs> Mackey is the last place I want to see Michigan State play a basketball game in. Okay. Like, it, it did used to be Assembly. That's, that's what they call it, right? Assembly? It, no, know, right? it's the State Farm Center. Oh, Jesus. Okay, whatever. Yeah, the, which, the, the place has, like, two candles lighting the entire arena. <laughs> yes, it was Assembly Hall yeah. uh, until 2013, which, you know what? It was, oh, I'm that behind? Oh, my yeah, God. That's was, embarrassing. Jesus. It was, it was good until they went to State Farm. I will report that exclusively. Illinois yeah. had a home court advantage that was crazy until they switched the name to State Farm. Until they sold out. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's dimly lit. There's like, yeah, seven candles lighting it. You can sort of see the faces mm-hmm. of some fans, and it's just like demonic right. and hellish. Right. And once it gets going, and if if Illinois gets on a run there, it just seems like it's a cacophony of orange and noise, and it doesn't seem yeah. like fun playing basketball there. Michigan State has had some struggles there, so mm-hmm. if you're... Playing in that kind of environment, uh, a sure way to keep the fans hype 
keep Illinois in the game is to give up an offensive rebound to Kofi Coburn and have him just slam it home on Xavier Tillman's head. Like that is the type of play Michigan State has to avoid, and they're at great risk of having it happen uh, in a game like this. When? Oh God! Wait. When? When? When do we travel to Illinois? Do we? Do we travel to Illinois? Oh God! February eleventh. I hate it already. Oh my God! I'm on the Illinois page. This is at the Breslin Center. <laughs> Oh, whoops. I, I thought you already said that. I, 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 I thought I you said when we go to Illinois. I thought we were talking I about the did. game like a month in advance. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't believe I did that. That is like one of the worst mistakes I've ever made. Oh, I mean, all that still stands, though. Yes, like everything you said still stands. Still stands. Uh, yeah. February 11th. I'm just going to copy and paste this. Okay, well, take oh everything you God. just said. Take it's... everything you just said and, and reverse it. What <laughs> what makes an alumni is own Super more miserable cool. yeah. than repeated offensive rebounds <laughs> you're exactly and second right. chance points. You're so right. like, I mean, you're right. You you just gotta chop it up, reverse it, and we're we're gushing. Oh I mean, my it's, god! Yeah, I can't believe it. It says Michigan State away, and I was like, yes, Michigan State is playing away. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois driving to East Lansing. We're driving to Champaign. It's gonna be. Uh, oh, I screwed that up. Um, quite the mishap. They'll they'll meet someone around Gary, Indiana, to duke it out tomorrow. So. <laughs> Uh, Illinois' free throw rate is also pretty solid, 53rd in the country, and they shoot them at a 72.7% clip, which is 96. So that's another spot where uh, you don't want to keep Illinois alive by letting them get to the free throw line uh, a bunch. Andres Feliz gets there and shoots it uh, at a good clip. Uh, Coburn gets fouled a ton uh, and gets there a ton. He shot 80 free throws this year already. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which is what seven a game? Yeah, just about roughly something. Yeah, seven a game, a little less than seven a game. Uh, shoots him at sixty five percent, which for a seven footer who's three hundred pounds, that's pretty good. Yep. Um. So yeah, there there's some things they definitely do well. Their three point percentage, though, Matt. This is something. This is really, <laughs> really something else. They are. Yeah. I, I I thought I was looking at my stats when I saw their three point percentage. <laughs> They're two hundred seventy fourth in the country at shooting the three. 30%. Um, surprisingly, and I, I think people would be surprised by this, Michigan State is up to 115th in three-point shooting. They have We're gone from like 230th up. to 115 in just a few games. We're doing it, Will. Thanks We're doing to, it. Thanks to Foster Lawyer. <laughs> the shots are falling. You said, Will, you promised me. You promised us. You promised everyone that the shots would start falling. They're starting to fall. They're starting to fall. They're starting to do the thing where they fall. Starting to do the thing where they fall. Uh, defensively, Illinois is solid, not great. 54th in the country. Uh, effective field goal percentage against is 128. Uh, and that is, you know, it's kind of mediocre. And it's mostly because uh, teams are having a little bit of success scoring on them inside, which is weird because they have a seven foot guy. Um, right. But. Who literally knocks people out, yes. <laughs> Who, uh, if you missed it earlier in this season, had an and one and knocked out a referee with his follow-through punch celebrating. It he was, whack-a-moled him. He put him right through the wood. It was bopped unbelievable. Him. Bopped him right in the head. I um, felt so bad for that guy. I, I felt bad for both people. Oh, yeah. It was total accident. <laughs> I felt horrible. Like, it doesn't matter. He tur- I'm surprised he didn't turn into dust. Like, I was a little afraid to face him. Like, because <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the second half of the Illinois-Michigan game. I was a little afraid to face him at the start. And then when I saw him clock that referee and knock <laughs> like, him out, oh, we're done. I was like, oh, my, oh, <laughs> God. Please let it be academically ineligible or something by, <laughs> by the time our game rolls around. <laughs> um, the big number that we talked about, the, the surprising stat, is their 188th in turnover percentage on defense. And more specifically, their 275th in steal percentage, Matt. 
is that that's that's got to be the widest split, right? What do you mean? Between like turnover and um, um no, it's percentage? a decent. They're eighty. Okay. So there's a new stat: non-steal turnover percentage. So basically, uh, drawing okay. charges, shot clock violations, whatever. Uh, they're eighty seventh in the country, so they're good at that. Um, uh, I see. But like last year, they were fifty ninth in steal percentage. Um, the year before that, they were forty ninth in steal percentage. The year before that was John Gross. So they've been. At do top you think this team. makes Brad Underwood physically ill? Do you, do you think he just? <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if like it's just tailoring it to them because you know you can't really press like that and be crazy. You can. Mm-hmm. But it's tough when you have a seven foot, two hundred ninety pound lumbering tree out there. Yeah, and he doesn't play. He plays a good amount of minutes, sixty seven percent of minutes. But like, it's just he's not. I, I'm wondering how much that's playing into it because last year they were super mobile. You know, Bench Bashan Shavili was right. pl- was playing minutes as a big, and he's six nine, two thirty five, and he moves. Now he's now slides into forward. Everyone else is smaller. Dasun moves six five, uh, and he's a good player. We know that. But defensively, I'm wondering how much having him there. It's just like you know what? Let's set it up, funnel things into our monster guy, and kind of play some like pack line ish type defense. We'll see uh, tonight how they look, but it's certainly way different in terms of how often they're pressing and how aggressive they are on the ball. Mm -hmm. And they are third in free throw rate again, so they don't foul. Good for them. Perfect. (laughs) Um, That must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, that's one thing Michigan State's fouling a bit this year. And that's, you know, um, we talked about the rebounding um, effective, or not effective, free throw rate, Illinois is 53rd. Uh, Michigan State is 146th in free throw rate against. That's like one of their... Spots where they're always kind of iffy on defense, they do foul a bit much. But I don't know if you noticed, but like freedom mm-hmm. of movement is dead. Ish, yeah, Ish, yeah, it's, yeah. It's certainly it's on life support. Yeah, they they have heard us. They have heard us roar. Thank God. Which is, but they're having a few moments where. Yeah. Sure, um, but that's something to pay attention to as well because. If Illinois is not, you know, it's, they're trying to spring an upset. If they're not hitting threes, which they don't hit threes, you know, Coburn's going to probably get some buckets. That's just going to happen. I don't know what he's averaging points per game, um, but he's really efficient in terms of shooting and stuff because he just takes a bunch of shots around the basket. Uh, 26, 13, 11, 19, 9, 23. That's just his last rundown of of games there so he's probably going to get a double double 15 and 10 20 and 10 something like that mm-hmm. um but if you can keep Mich- or keep illinois off the free throw line especially you know Dasunmu, who's the slasher from the wing and feliz who shoots it well and trent frazier their point guard if you can keep them off the free throw line that can really help uh michigan state kind of hold off uh, a, a good illinois team yeah Let's give it a try. Let's give it a try. Let's also pause for a second here. We'll come back and we'll talk more about specifics. We just threw a ton of numbers at you and stuff like that, but we'll talk um, you know, more specifically about matchups and things like that. All right, Matt. All right, Will. So you, you, you mind if I leave this off? No, go ahead. Help. Please do. So we, we've talked about Mr. Cockburn huh, a lot tonight. <laughs> 
I don't know why. And this is like Michael Penix Jr. all over again. Everyone's like, <laughs> it's Penix. Like, no, his name is Penix. I know Penix sounds like penis. It's Penix. Dre still alone on that one. You're a child. Um, with with Mr. Kofi, Mr. Coffee is a Kofi or Coffee. Now I, I I will give him the benefit of the doubt on the first name. What what is his first name? His name is Kofi Coburn. Kofi. Okay, so Kofi. I know we talked a lot about him already tonight. It's really hard to just not still think about him. Uh, going back to even another earlier conversation, I was at the Duke game. Yeah, I saw Vernon Carey score fifty eight points against Michigan State <laughs> on twenty nine of thirty field goal percent uh, shooting. It's very hard to look at a guy like uh, Kofi and think that, okay, no, we could probably mitigate the damage he can do. You know, I just – do we have a defensive stopper that can perhaps let him not drop a 20-burger on us? I mean, is that a possibility? I don't really have faith in Kithier Bingham and Tillman is eh, – so, yeah, that's why I won't be sleeping uh, tonight. <laughs> he t- – this is Wednesday night as we record this. That's why yeah, the dates sorry, are right. all wrong. Yeah. Uh, he does outweigh Marcus Bingham by six Toyota Sixteen thousand pounds, yes. So he that is, is yeah. what gives me the sweat uh, heading into tonight's game, yes, is uh, just the dominant big man. Because the last time we faced dominant big man, it was the easiest, easiest 24, 25, whatever, how many points performance I've seen in quite some time. So, yes, go ahead, talk me off the ledge, if you can. If you can't, then I will continue to just worry. I I don't know what else to tell you. Okay, so Kofi Coburn's a good player. Not Sure, I can can agree with that. He's a freshman. He was a top. He's number 46 uh, in the country on the 24-7 composite, four-star, 98. Like, he's a good player. Mm -hmm. He's not Vernon Carey. And this is no, coming he's from, not he, is, right. Yeah, that, that's true. There's, there's only so many Vernon carries, but it was, it was just the way Vernon Carey was getting his points. Okay, well, over the left shoulder and well, turn around, little shimmy over the left shoulder, and like it wasn't I, like anything special he was doing. No, you know? I know. And I was if if you let me finish sometime, Matt. Uh, I don't plan on doing that this year. No, that wasn't part <laughs> of my resolution list. Sorry. Um, this is coming from somebody who thinks Vernon Carey's a pretty limited player, mm-hmm. but can do what he does really well. Like, Vernon Carey's going to block shots, he's going to rebound, and he's just going to score in the post. He's kind He reminds you a lot of Jaleel Okafor. Maybe, like, a little bit heavier, thicker, oh, wider Jaleel nice. Okafor. Does not bode well for uh, Mr. Carey. Okay. Well, his maybe... I, I'm not... I don't think he's going to be a, a great NBA player unless he develops an outside game. That's a totally different conversation. Right, yes. But it's a re- he's a really effective college player, and he's going to score a crap mm-hmm. ton of points, grab a crap ton of rebounds, and block some shots. Coburn's not that good. Um, I, I, I just, what I've seen from him, uh, granted, not a ton, ton. I've seen you know him play in a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not as smooth at all. His hands aren't as good, I would say, as Vernon Carey, like catching the ball and stuff like that. Like, Carey's a really kind of smooth, uh, all right, you dump it in, B to B, ba da ba, drop step, fuck it. <laughs> like, right? It just looks right, yeah. effortless for him. And that yeah. stuff isn't effortless. He's just, when you see someone that big move like that, you're like, wow, that looked too easy. Because mm-hmm. it kind of, like, he's just that skilled as a low post player at, at getting buckets. Coburn is more 
rugged than that. He's more beastly than that. He's more um, more of like a DeAndre Jordan type, I would say, than dump it in and watch him just school you in terms of, of post game. Like it's going to be a battle. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're going to have to like totally war with Coburn. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it sucks. He outweighs Xavier Tillman by like 45 pounds. <laughs> That's going to be uh, like, correct. Yeah. It's going to be a really hard game and he's going to have moments. Coburn is where he's just going to win out because he's a monster, but it's not something where I'm worried about them running everything through him, um, he's had games this year where he's only shot the ball five, six, seven times. Um, it, he's it, things don't really run through him the way things run through Carey. Uh, yeah, he can have big games if he's grabbing a bunch of rebounds, getting putbacks, getting fouled a bunch, getting to the line, and it just sort of adds up. But he's not um, he's not the type of quality player as Vernon Carey, and it, it's a different style. He, he's much more gonna beast you than just school you. And I think Tillman can hang with them. You know, maybe Bingham, maybe this isn't the game for Bingham to get out there. Um, but there's different things. Digs down in the post. Like if they throw it to Coburn, you can hack at him. Like from whoever's the, the guard on that side or the wing on that side can come down and mm-hmm. rake down on the ball and do stuff like that to sort of get him out of sorts. But he's just not, he's just not the level player Vernon Carey is. Very effective college player, a monster an absolute beast, but isn't, you know, at that skill level. Do you promise? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. just like, that's just, that's just what it is. No, right. okay. that's not to say he's not going to have a, a productive game. Like he right. certainly yeah, can. He's got really fantastic things. Like I said, he's the number nine offensive rebounder in the country. Number 91 on defensive rebound. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, bless you. Wow. 91 at uh, defense rebounding, um, 176 in block shots, draws a bunch of fouls, free throw rate's really high, his, his shooting percentage is high because he just shoots it around the basket. You know, it's a it, 15 and 10, 17 and 10 uh, is total possibility for him. Um, but I don't think he's going to just like ruin Michigan State's life by everything running through him and, and breaking it down. Um his assist rate is non-existent, <laughs> so you don't have to. Maybe you can double him a little bit. You know, it, it's just a different so. Who type will of ruin Michigan State's life then tomorrow? Like, who is is it going to be the the guy who killed us last year? Is it going to? Oh, I'm going to screw up his last name. It's uh, Ayo Desunmu. Desunmu. I think I nailed it. Yeah. Is, is it going to be him again? I mean, what do you have last year? I think 24 points, I want to say, um, last year. Michigan's- Let's see, yeah. 24 points, four of eight three-point shooting, perfect from the line, four for four. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was the guy last year. and um, Michigan State put him on the NBA's radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good player. Um, I think he, he's kind of down in a lot of spots uh, this year compared to last year. Oh, good. So he's due for a great game. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, his free throws are better. His two points are better. He's not shooting it well from deep at all yet. Uh, he shot 35% last year. I would think that would come up. Uh, offensive rating is up a little bit. You know, his turnovers are up. His assists are down. More of the, the more of the balls coming through him. Yeah, he's so. And if he's play, if he's playing well, mm-hmm. can kill you. Um, but Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, Kyle Arns, That's a bet. You know, you're not super worried about that matchup. Although you would have thought that last year, and, and he just kind of went off. I'm more worried about Beshen Chevali. Georgie, Mr. Scrabble letters, yes. Mr. Scrabble letters, six nine two thirty five, shooting forty percent from three. Um, I yeah. just, you know, I don't like 
bigs who can pull bigs out like that. I'd and imagine that's who Xavier will be on, though. I mean, that, I don't that's think who Tillman so. would, would I, be on. Really? No, I, I think you need muscle. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Julius Marble plays like 20 minutes and just five hard fouls. Get him out there. I fully endorse that, yeah, because I think you need a guy like Tillman to guard the guys whose last name we can't pronounce. I'd rather... Um, just because he can go outside and inside. Yeah, but Bingham's feet are okay. Kithier can move a little bit as well. And you can put um, Gabe Brown on him for sure. I mean, That's true, yeah. Ben Chevalier's yeah. a little bit taller. Um, Gabe Brown is a tall person. He's 6'7", 210. Like, yeah. He can hang with them. Even Arns could, could hang with them too. Arns is taller Arnie. than we think. Um, yeah, and Malik Hall uh, also as well is a candidate there. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm more worried about who's going to... You know, Tillman's their biggest player. He's kind of got to play against Coburn. Uh, we'll see how they defend it, though. It should be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, yeah, Trent Frazier's their point guard. He's a good player too. Like they, yeah. they have a bunch of really good basketball players. They just haven't totally put it together yet. Like you said earlier, so they're Illinois. They are Illinois. That is vintage. Yeah, vintage Illinois. Um, so Michigan State projected to win eighty to sixty nine. Nice, eighty three percent chance of victory per Ken Palm. Would be nice to start the uh, Big Ten play three and zero, Matt. It'd be okay. I mean, I don't know. It's it's fine, I guess. It'd be cool. <laughs> Give the uh, his own alumni a, a, a show, yeah, if you will. So yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. Winning, winning's cool, I guess. Anything else that is pressing from this game that you're worried about that you feel needs to be? Oh no, I, I've gotten everything out that that has worried me about this game. Okay, if I had to distill it down to one or two things, like Michigan State wins this game if they do a decent job keeping Illinois off the glass, and do a decent job keeping them off the free throw line. I would say those are the two big things. Mm -hmm. And you can keep this Illinois team somewhere around 60 points. And, you know, if you do that, you're going to win. You should. You should. You should. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back. Gosh, I need to get off this freaking Illinois schedule. Like, just like I'm like, wait a second, Michigan State plays <laughs> Michigan next, not Purdue. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Um, gosh, it, it'll be a, a tough one. We'll pack in some Illinois stuff real quick, but we're gonna do a lot of Michigan, Michigan State preview uh, as well because they play on Sunday. I am against them playing this early. I want them last. I hate it. Two games of the year, like last year, hate that it. was awesome. Hate it. So, all right. That's it for us. We'll be back tomorrow with a review slash preview episode. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Spartans. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. Matt, take us home. Roll Tide, baby.